Hi, I'm calling for Sean Patrick. This is Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan, you have reached Sean Patrick. Thanks for uh, checking in. Well, uh, it's perfect. Look at that. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking some time out, my friend. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Awesome. So I'll fanboy out a little bit. I consider you the GOAT on base, uh, or at least one of the greatest of all time. So it is an honor to talk to you. Oh, thank you very much. Very kind of you to say. Seven years since we've heard some new music from the Winery Dogs. Why now? Well, uh, we were always planning to get back and uh, do a new record, but a little bit of um, other things got in the way time-wise, and then the pandemic hit, so we were way behind. So when we finally could travel uh, uh, during the pandemic, and Mike Portnoy and myself went out to meet with Richie Kotzen at his house, and we started to work on this record. And it came pretty quickly after we began, but unfortunately there was some uh, some uh, delays getting up to starting. But once we got started, it went quick and easy. Uh, we all got together in a little room, old school style, and threw ideas around. And, and in no time, we had uh, this new record. Awesome. It's called Three. We have it. Uh, obviously, it's the third record from the Winery Dog studio record. How would you compare this one to the other ones? Well, uh, I've seen kind of a consensus around from a couple people that it's a mixture of the first two. The first record was pretty straight up hard rock, and the second record we got a little experimental. So now it's uh, mostly hard rock with a little bit of uh, a couple of left turns here and there. We always like to make a little bit of a left turn and a little, get a little tiny bit experimental just to uh, just to explore some new territory. But the response to this record has been really incredibly overwhelming. We're, we're supremely grateful uh, to people who've uh, clicked on us and gone to Amazon and got the record. It's been really wonderful. The musicianship in this band, from Richie on guitar, you bass, Mike on drums. Going into the studio, are the ideas just flying around nonstop? Yeah, it's pretty easy. We've all played so much uh, for so long. Coming up with an idea for a song is relatively easy. You know, we were just sitting around at the rehearsal room, and Richie picked up his guitar, and, oh, he's got something. And so he grabbed his iPhone, put it on selfie video, and recorded it so he could remember it. And there's a little snippet of, a, of another song, who knows, maybe on the next record. So it comes pretty easy after a while. You know, there are challenges for sure uh, in, in putting a record together and writing songs, but uh, I, we, we're very, very lucky to have have a really good chemistry when it comes to writing and performing. And I know you got the tour. I believe in a few days you're going to be up at the Keswick outside of Philly and then the Starland Ballroom up the parkway from us here on the 23rd. Is it just easy to jump back on stage with these guys? Oh, man. I haven't, uh, since the pandemic, I haven't played in almost three years. So I am, it's itching to get up on that stage. It's going to be glorious. We're so happy to be playing together again. And, and all of us have been kind of, Mike and Richie did a little bit of touring, but most of us have been shut down because of the pandemic. So we're, we're just so so happy and so grateful the show tonight is sold out a lot of the other shows in this first run are, are sold out a lot more shows coming too that we haven't announced yet so it's going to be a busy year but a very good one your history and everybody you've worked with and the band you worked with is tremendous uh, you came on my radar i guess i was i was probably like 10 years old at the time but when you joined david lee roth and steve Vai and greg obviously during that time it was still there was still a lot of back and forth between roth and the van halen guys how did you and steve and greg deal with that because you weren't really involved in it but it, they were still like slinging mud back and forth at that time yeah, we kind of stayed out of it because I love Van Halen. I mean, as much as I love playing with Dave, I hated to see him leave Van Halen. And my beloved, wonderful Van Halen, I love. It was an inspiration to me, so I didn't want to get caught in the middle. And uh, soon after uh, I left the band with Dave, uh, I was in contact with Eddie again. And I, I just saw Michael recently. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. I got up and played with Sammy Hagar and uh, Michael in a private show in Chicago. And uh, I talked with Michael afterwards. What a wonderful, great guy, supreme talent, sings so great. 
great. Plays base great. So uh, I didn't want to get involved in the fight, but and some of that might have been showbiz too. You know, I think I, oh, some of that might have been a little bit staged, a clickbait if it would have happened today. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, we didn't have that word back then, and obviously, I you only heard about it like at the top and the bottom of every hour on MTV News or in the magazines. I can only imagine what a Van Halen David Lee Roth feud would go on in today's world with social media. It would be insane. <laughs> We'd be losing bandwidth on the internet because of. Absolutely. And of course, it was, uh, was it 2015? You guys almost got back up on stage. I know it got shut down rather quickly, but was there ever any talks of like making that an actual thing or in a tour? A little bit, but uh, everybody's lives were pretty busy at the time. And, and Dave was still with uh, Van Halen at the time, so nothing happened. But, you know, it was a great years, great times. Myself, Steve Vi, Greg Bissonette were very close friends. They're like brothers together. And we all have a, a unlimited love and respect for Dave. So that was. It was a beautiful thing. It was it was it was fun to watch. I was a fan of both uh, Van Halen and and David Lee Roth during the time. Then you moved on to Mr. Big, and I played the hell out of those first three records. <laughs> how did, how did that band come together? I've never known the history of how Mr. Big became Mr. Big. Well, I wanted to start a band when I came out of Dave, and I I already had uh, a line on Paul Gilbert as a guitarist. Actually, the, we're playing in his hometown tonight in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Pat Torpy, also our drummer, uh, God rest his soul, we lost him recently, but what a great, great player. And I had my eye on him as well. We needed a lead singer. I called a friend of mine in San Francisco. He turned me on to Eric Martin. I got everybody together. And uh, bang, there we were. We started writing right away in a similar fashion to how we uh, I mentioned we did the winder. It's all together in a room. It was a good combination. We ended up, the first record did good, but the second record, we toured and toured and toured, released a bunch of singles. We thought we had what, what it took to get somewhere with that record. And we were almost about ready to turn around and come home. And then to be with you hit, our lives changed forever. Having <laughs> <laughs> a number one single, I, I wish everybody could do it because, man, your life changes completely. So from then on, it was just a, just an incredible adventure. Uh, myself, Eric Martin, Paul Gilbert, Pat Torpy, I still have nothing but love for them all. And of course, we miss our dear Pat Torpy very, very much. An incredible adventure. It took us all over the world. It was like a passport to the rest of planet Earth. We played in Thailand, Korea, Malaysia, Indonesia, France, Scandinavia, Germany, Russia, China, you name it. Uh, so it was really, really a uh, an incredible uh, time for us. I still remember uh, addicted to that rush scene on MTV, uh, Hembangers Ball, and I immediately turned around from the very first note, which would be you, and just became a fan. I've heard rumor possibly maybe hitting the road again, maybe. Uh, we may do some some shows. We w- we'd like to commemorate our time with Pat Torpy, our drummer, and uh, we we may do some shows to uh, in his honor coming up, possibly this year, uh, maybe later in the year. I'm not sure exactly. Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's booked, but. Uh, I would love to play together again with Eric and Paul, and uh, we'll see what happens. I would love that, man. Somehow, of all the shows I've gone to, I never see Mr. Big. You're on my bucket list, so I need you in this area. I need you over here in the East Coast. I'll make a a note of that and send it up the line. (laughs) I appreciate that, man. Well, we got you on the East Coast here. uh, A couple shows in Jersey and PA with the Winery Dogs. I I was listening to some of the record three last night, gearing up for this interview. Good stuff, man. You just seem to find yourself surrounded, no matter it was the 80s, the 90s, now, surrounded by just tremendous musicians. And I'm sure those musicians want to work with you because you're tremendous as well. But do you ever pinch yourself and think about all the people you've had the chance to make music with? 
with? It's been a good run. Uh, they've left their mark on me. I may have left a little mark on them, hopefully a good one uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky. Uh, Played with some wonderful people in the music biz, not only supremely talented, but incredibly kind, wonderful, giving, generous, creative people. Uh, so uh, all the bands I've been in have been very lucky to have people like that around me and helping me uh, help me to look better than I am. So I do appreciate that. You know, some great guitarists, amazing drummers, incredible singers. And uh, now uh, with the Winery Dogs, Mike Portnoy, pretty hard to beat on drums. Just an exciting performer and a great player and a great singer as well. And also does a million other things for the bands behind the scenes that people don't know and really keeps things rolling in an incredibly uh, efficient way. Richie Cotson, what a voice, man. Uh, a couple of years ago, we stopped using a pick, so now he's finger-style guitar, and it's, it's just, just wild, amazing licks. Again, I'm lucky to have a, a good chemistry within a band that uh, translates on stage and in the studio. Obviously, the Winery Dogs tour, the new record three, definitely check it out. Possibilities of dates with Mr. Big. You always stay busy, and you always pop up in another band or another project. Uh, anything else on the horizon for you, or is it all Winery Dogs right now? It's all Winery Dogs. This tour uh, is starting to spill into next year already, and it's only February, so we're booked up into the autumn, and then uh, they're they're looking at dates uh, in the beginning of next year. So it's, it's going to be a, and I'm happy about that. I, I live to play live, and I play live to live. An opportunity for me here to just play hundreds of shows. I'm excited about it. So. That's my main focus now, yeah. Nice, man. I, I don't want to age you, but I know you got a landmark birthday coming up, so just happy early <laughs> birthday. You don't sound like you're going to slow down anytime soon. No, sir. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an old man, but uh, I still got the heart of a 16-year-old. <laughs> Beautiful. The Winery Dogs. Glenside in a few days, Starland Ballroom up the parkway. I'm going to try to hit that show, man. I've never got a chance to see the Winery Dogs. Check out three. It's out now. Billy, a pleasure and honor, my friend. My pleasure. If you can get to a show, try to get back to me, and uh, we'll have a beer. And uh, thank you very much for having me on, and thanks to all your listeners. I appreciate it, man. I never turned down a beer, man. We're going to make that happen. Deal. <laughs> Take care, man. <laughs> thank you.